0: Alan Gannett is the CEO of Track Maven and the author of the book, The Creative Curve, Helping People Reach Their Creative Potential. I'm delighted to welcome Alan Gannett on Small Talk. Alan Gannett from Track Maven, welcome to Small Talk. Thanks for having me, man. Dude, this is going to be uh, awesome. Uh, first of all, by the time this is going to air and being on live, um, congratulations on your book, The Creative Curve. That's amazing. Thanks, dude. June 12th, everywhere books are sold. There you go. So <laughs> by the time this is uh, out there, uh, folks, uh, please go and get that book. Uh, now, there's a couple of things in that book that's of, of, of interest. I want for, for our viewers to understand, you talk about the 20% principle or sort of 20% rule when it comes to creation of content, and and it's really interesting insight that you have, Alan. I'd love for you to share with our
1: audience what that means. Yeah, so one of the things when it comes to creativity is that we generally think that it's much more of this nebulous, magical, organic thing. The reality is that creativity has been studied for decades. We actually have a ton of hard science on how creativity works, how our mind comes up with new and interesting ideas. One of the misnomers we have is that, you know, we think about creativity as this act of doing, right? People are constantly doing stuff. And we even have this sort of, there's this meme that I really hate in social media, which is like 90% of people consume, 9% of people engage, 1% create, hashtag hustle. And I think it's so annoying because one, it's stupid. Two, it's not even true. When you actually look at the science around creativity, it turns out that consumption is actually critical. And the reason why is actually pretty simple. So when you think about creative ideas, true creativity comes from the blend of the familiar and the novel. We like ideas that have a familiar baseline but have their own novel twist. Think about Star Wars was a Western in space. We always like ideas that are not radically new and not so familiar that they're boring but have this interesting blend. And so if your task as a creator is to create ideas that are both familiar and novel, then what you have to do is you have to know what else is out there, what's familiar, what have other people seen? So consumption plays this critical role in creativity. So you also
0: talk about this, uh, you know, the aha moments in terms of creativity and and that specifically around content creation. That's an interesting angle you've taken. So yeah, talk to us about that.
1: So consumption has this other really interesting role. So it turns out that, you know, these aha moments that we talk about in our culture, there's actually a lot of science behind how those happen. And it turns out that basically our brain has two different ways in which it Um, solves problems. One way which is done in your left hemisphere is it's very logical problem solving. Think about it when you're solving a math problem, when you're solving a crossword puzzle, letter by letter, step by step. It's very conscious, you're aware that you're trying to solve it. But we also have in our right hemisphere, we have basically what we call sudden insight solving, which is this is where sometimes you're looking at a crossword puzzle and you you just get the idea suddenly, you just get the answer without actually having to do any work. That type of processing is actually the same thing from a biological perspective as these flashes of genius or moments of inspiration or whatever you want to call them. And what's interesting is that that type of information processing, well, one, it all happens subconsciously. And it's only when the idea actually comes together that it sort of pops into consciousness, hence that aha. And what scientists have found is that you can actually have more of them. If you consume, so consumption has this other role where you have to have. Think about it like this: you have to have the electricity for your light bulb moments. You have to have the dots in your brain to actually connect the dots. And so, having the raw ingredients percolating in your brain is critical to having great moments of inspiration. You know, you think about you know J.K. Rowling. You know, there's a story about her having the moment of inspiration for Harry Potter. She spent her entire childhood reading books. Um, Paul McCartney, you know, had this flash of genius where the melody for yesterday came to him. He spent his whole childhood listening to music with his parents. He literally played in a cover band. So this idea of consumption is actually incredibly important to how creators come up with new ideas and how they make sure they're both familiar and novel. So do do you think, Alan, from your perspective, the the ton
0: of research you did for this book, do you think everyone has something like that? Or is that uh, for a select few?
1: Yeah, so what's really interesting is we've developed this idea in Western culture that creativity is this special thing for a couple brilliant geniuses and everyone else is left in the dust. The reality is that when you actually look at the science, the studies that have been done, what they find let me give you an example. There's actually no relationship between IQ and creative potential once you get over an IQ of 100. An IQ of 100 is literally like the average IQ. So that means half the world's population has the same creative potential. That's billions and billions of people. That's not like the handful or the dozen people that we think of as these great creatives right now. And so the thing when it comes to creativity is we've developed because of the sort of popular press notion of creativity. We sort of told ourselves that, well, for some people, it's really easy. And so for me, if it's not easy, why should I even try? And the issue is that most of these people we think of as child prodigies or natural-born talents, it wasn't easy for them either. They just started when they were three, and their parents forced them through the hard part. They don't even remember the hard part. And so we really don't have a good understanding in mainstream culture about how creativity works. And I think it's really limiting because people put these restrictions on themselves. So, there's, so you, you, from your perspective, you know, there shouldn't be
0: that much restriction. That just be creative as, as best as you can.
1: Yeah, and the thing you have to realize is that you know our brains have an incredible ability to adapt and learn new skills, but it's initially going to be difficult. You know, The reason why video games are so fun is that they're actually engineered to make the beginning easy, to make it feel like it's really easy to advance and level up, but they get progressively harder. Real skills are almost the opposite. The beginning is some of the hardest part to get good at. And so you have to be comfortable with this idea that it's going to be really difficult in the beginning. If you don't have a parent who's forcing you to do it when you're a child, you have to create those different motivational mechanisms around you in present day, whether that's you're getting accountability buddies, whether that's you bring people into your orbit who you feel some friendly competition with, whether that's public publicly proclaiming your goal so you feel beholden to it you have to create ways to get over that initial difficult bump because that's the hardest problem when it comes to creativity folks we've got alan gannett he is finally here on small
0: talk (laughs) his contact information is right there the whole idea here is to continue this conversation with alan please reach out to him by the time you're watching this he is the author of the creative curve so when you get a chance Go to your local uh, bookstore, Amazon, wherever it is, and grab that book. It's some really interesting insights and information. Alan, one last question for all of our first time and sometimes returning guests. Got a question for you. If you had a chance to have a small talk conversation with
1: anyone living or past, who would it be? Oh, I think definitely Andy Warhol. I think he's a really fascinating example of someone who just understood culture and creativity so well. I mean, you know, he's someone, he didn't paint a lot of his paintings himself. They were made in factories or by assistants, but uh, he was very much a capital C creative, right? He was creating things. He had his hand in things that just moved and shifted culture and garnered attention in ways most of us could only dream of. And so I think he's a really fascinating example of a creative who understood the social contract between creator and audience
0: brilliant brilliant conversation here with Alan Gannett finally here on Small Talk Alan thank you again for uh, for joining us and really appreciate the conversation folks reach out and continue this conversation with, with Alan and I'm sure if you haven't seen him I'm sure you will see him everywhere on LinkedIn network, <laughs> all kinds of funky things uh, Alan thanks again for uh, for being on Small Talk bye guys thank you to Alan Gannett CEO of Track and author of the book The Creative Curve for joining me on Small Talk You can also listen to the show as part of our podcast series. Now it's your turn. Please comment, subscribe, and share. If you've got a topic you'd like to discuss on the show, give me a call or send me an email. We'll talk with you next time.